0: Well, hey, church, how are you going? Good to be with you this morning um, or tonight, whenever you're listening. Um, isn't it a fascinating time that we're living in and living through? Um, and one of the things that I know that I've shared before, I know a few other people have shared before, is that, is that our hearts are so central um, to our being. Um, I remember when um, Andrew Bolam a few years ago shared a message about how the heart is the gateway between heaven and earth. Um, it says in Proverbs 4, verse 23, to guard your heart, for from it is the wellspring of life. And I just want to say that from us to you, that we're thinking of you, we're thinking of everything that you're going through. Um, and whatever's going on in your heart right now, it's so important both to God and to his kingdom. Um, I'm an introvert, so I'm more than happy to be at home. I I love being at home, I love reading, I love cooking, I love spending time outside mowing the lawns, but even for me, I know there's a point where I start going a little crazy and I just want to get out and see people and thankfully at work I'm still getting out and seeing people, um, but I just want to say from the outset that, that what's going on in your heart at the moment, it's so important, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, I don't I don't want to um, assume for a second that this is easy for everyone. And I know that it's going to be hard um, for many of us um, in, the, in the coming weeks and months. So I just want to encourage you to just to be aware of what's going on inside your heart. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a time in my 26 years across the earth where everyone is going through something together where there's a sense of us being out of control. Um, There's a real sense of our our humanness um, and our lack of of control, really, with what's going on in the world. Um, And it's quite sobering to actually look around the world and see the whole world have to respond. You know, there are changes happening at our schools, at our workplaces, even church, look at us. We're online for a season. And there is so much change because us, as mankind, are out of control with what's going on. You know, one of the things I've always thought is it's one of the quickest ways to grow in the kingdom, I think, is to to get to that point where you go, I don't have full control. And this morning, I want to encourage you and encourage us that this is actually an okay place to be, to kind of get to the end of ourselves, to get to that point where we go, we need a saviour. We need someone who is in control. So, yeah, one of the greatest ways to grow in the kingdom and with God is to get to that point of just humility, to get on your knees and to go, God, we need you. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to open up to the book of Psalms. We're going to start this morning in uh, Psalms 118. Um, and I, I love the book of Psalms especially at the moment. You know, the book of Psalms has so many of the human emotions. Um, whether you're on the highest of heights or the lowest of lows, I can tell you that there's a psalm in the book of Psalms that will, that will minister to your heart. Um, and this morning, I think there are some keys for us in navigating this season um, in Psalm 118. So when you're ready, verse 1 says this. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love Jewels forever. Just one verse, and I want to take this apart into three three little points. The first is this, give thanks to the Lord. It seems absurd that in such a time of crisis with COVID-19, with everyone in lockdown and having to live stream and, and FaceTime to get real connection, it's so easy to look around and to complain and to grumble, but here in verse one, it says, give thanks. Thanks to the Lord. I want to suggest that thankfulness is such a powerful tool that God gives us. You know, thankfulness, I think, lifts our perspective and it gives us a greater perspective of what's going on. You know, just the other day, I was actually scrolling um, on Instagram. I've had a few extra days off. And I saw this tweet that a doctor in India um, Posted and it said this, and I remember reading it and just my heart being thankful all of a sudden. You know, it's so easy in this season to, to complain and to, to feel isolated and stuck, um, but I think thankfulness is such a key, and this is what this doctor in India said. He said, social distancing is a privilege. It means you live in a house large enough to practice it. Hand-washing is a privilege too. It means you have access to running water. Hand sanitizers are a privilege. It means you have money to buy them. I remember as soon as I read that, I remember my heart just shifting. And instead of being stuck and feeling confused and kind of isolated in my home and stuck for a few days without being able to go outside, I remember reading that and going, oh, we have so much to be thankful for in the midst of this. You know, one of my housemates, he has a, he has a morning routine. Every morning I'll find him in the kitchen with his, with his Bible and with his book and he actually writes a list of things that he's thankful for. And I think that that's something that, that helps him gain a greater perspective of what's going on in his heart and his life as well as the world around us. I've got other friends that at the dinner table, instead of just saying grace, they actually ask everyone who's over for dinner that night to share something that they're thankful for in their day. You know, thankfulness and thanksgiving is something that we are always able to be. Um, And I want to encourage you, whether you're stuck in isolation, um, whether you're still working, whether you've got the whole family at home and it's starting to get a little crazy, just take some time today to be thankful. Maybe sit down with a pen and paper, And just write a list. It doesn't have to be the biggest things in the world. It can be the simplest thing. Be thankful that you've got the house that you do. Be thankful that you've got the food in the cupboard. And just give that thankfulness as an offering to God. To give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And I want to add here that he alone is good. You know, we're in a world and we're in a time where lots of things are shaking at the moment. Lots of things are changing. But he alone is good. What's going to be the thing that you cling on to through this season? What's going to be your true north or your compass? Because what you think about God changes everything. Bill Johnson a few years ago wrote a book. It's called God is Good. I would encourage you to read that if you're struggling to even think and believe that he's good at the moment. And this is just one of the things that it says on the the back cover. It's quite timely for right now. It says, in a world of fear, disease, crisis, torment, uncertainty, and hopelessness, what you believe about God's goodness reveals how you will respond to the trials and circumstances of everyday life. Your view of God changes everything. You know, there are so many questions that might be arising in your heart at the moment. If God's good, how could he allow COVID-19 to happen? Did he send it? No, I don't, I don't think so. But I want to encourage you to, to question that. But stand firm on the reality that God alone is good. You can trust him. He's the only constant in this season. As everything shifts and everything changes, there is one who is unchanging, and that's God himself. So give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. You know, I pray that we would find rest in that today his love for you and for me lasts forever. It endures forever. It seeks you out and is coming after you forever. You know, if there's one constant, one thing that's going to last for all eternity, it's his love for us. And, you know, as we navigate the coming weeks and months, why don't we just spend time meditating on his love for us? thankfulness in that. If we were to jump down further in the psalm to verse 6, it says this, the Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. And in verse 8, I love this. It says, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. You know, where do we put our trust in this season? Is it in the hope of a vaccine that's going to come? Is it in, the, is it in our bank accounts or our security? What is the thing that we're kind of going, okay, all is okay if this? The verse 8 says here, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. You know, there's only so much that mankind can do. There's only so much that that humans are capable of. But right here, I want to remind us that it is better to take refuge in the Lord. So find your refuge, find your rest and find your safety and security in him this morning. The Lord alone, verse 14, is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. And then if we jump right down to verse 25, it says this, Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. You know, as I said at the beginning, one of the most beautiful things that I'm seeing around the earth at the moment is that everyone is having to get to the end of themselves and go, we don't have control over this. We don't have the answer. That's one of the beautiful things about the kingdom of God. I think when we get to that place where we get on our knees and we actually go, God, save us. We need you. That's the way to find freedom and to find find growth in his kingdom. So I encourage you this week, maybe it is actually the practice of getting on your knees, of bowing low before him and going, Lord, save us. I can't do this on my own. Well, can you believe it's almost Easter? We're a week out. So happy Palm Sunday. And we're actually going to flick across to Matthew chapter 21. And just look at this uh, this passage for 5-10 minutes. I'm in the NIV and it reads like this. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with a colt by her. You know that time when you come home from the airport, there's people waiting for you? I just want you to imagine this. Jesus is coming home to Jerusalem, and there are crowds of people. You know, when you get home from the airport, there might be two, three people waiting for you. But as Jesus enters Jerusalem, there are crowds. The city gathers. And there was an expectancy that Jesus was coming as king among the people. I wonder what the expectation is in your heart at the moment. Are you expecting that Jesus is going to enter this situation at the moment? Are you expecting that Jesus has the answer? What's the expectation that you have as Jesus enters Jerusalem? So what's with the donkey? You know, in those ancient times, the horse would have been known as a symbol of war but the donkey was known as a symbol of peace. And one of the first things I want to mention from this passage is that as Jesus enters Jerusalem, he enters riding on a donkey as a symbol of peace. When Jesus comes and enters a situation, he always wants to bring peace. You know, sometimes when we think of peace, I think we think of the absence of conflict. And yes, that's part of it. But I think the peace that Jesus brings is the restoration of all things. As Jesus enters Jerusalem, he comes riding on a donkey to say to the people, "Hey, I'm here to bring peace." Today, over 2,000 years later, here we are. There's so much going on in our world that Jesus still is here, riding on a donkey saying, I come in peace. I come to bring peace to you, to your house, to your family, to your workplace. When Jesus comes, he brings peace. What's with the, what's with the palm branches? In that time, the palm branches, they were known as a symbol of victory. They were used to honor the king as he came in. just one week later, Jesus would have died on the cross and risen from the dead. That's the total victory that we have when we look to Jesus. So the palm branches, they represent the victory of God. We don't serve a God who is out of control. We don't serve a God who has lost his throne. But we serve a God of victory. And this Palm Sunday... I encourage you to look to the victory of Jesus, to go, I serve the one who has all things in his hand. I serve the one who has conquered death and who has risen again so that we would have life abundant. He alone rules and reigns over the whole earth. As we jump down to verse 9, it says this, The crowds went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You know, Hosanna is a a Hebrew word that the people used to use to, to give glory and praise to the king. But what the root word actually means is God save us. You know, as Jesus was entering Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, that people had a recognition that they needed a saviour. And they shouted, Hosanna, God save us. You know, not much has changed for us today. We find ourselves in a time and a place and a season where we need a saviour. Hosanna, God save us. And blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, I think of that word blessed. There is only one who's truly blessed, who's truly holy, who's set apart, who's unlike any other, and that's him. And as we look around the world, there are so many hopes and so many things that we are looking for, but there's only one who's truly blessed. There's only one who's truly going to save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then this final verse that I want to leave with us today is verse 10. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. You know, when Jesus comes in, he doesn't go unnoticed. When Jesus enters your life and my life, it doesn't go unnoticed. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. Not just a couple of us, not just a few of us, but the whole city was stirred. So as you sit with him over today and the coming days ahead, I pray for you and that, that as you seek him and find him, you would know that this is not just affecting your life, that it's affecting the life and the lives of those around you. You know, it's funny, a funny time that we live in. But there's a God who is coming in peace, who is victorious, and who, when he comes, the whole earth will respond. Let me pray for us. Yeah, Father, I thank you. God, I just thank you for your presence amongst us. I thank you for how much you care for each one of us um, in every season, but especially in this season. God, I thank you for how much you care for each of us and for each of our hearts. God, I pray that your peace would rest upon us as your people. I pray that your victory would rest upon us as your people. God, I pray that, that the world around us would look so different because you've been with us. God, I commit each one of us who are are listening to this right now um, to you and to your name. And God, I pray that you would continue to be meeting with us and I thank you that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great Sunday.